what you're about to experience is a free worldwide interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to episode number 160 of Category 5 Technology TV. Tonight, we are going to be installing Ubuntu 10.10. All right. 10. Woo. That's the theme song for Ubuntu 10.10. Uh, not really. We're going to be actually doing it in a virtual machine with a virtual box. So we're like taking free technology upon free technology and wow. piling it into a free technology sandwich. Sweet. Starting with Ubuntu as our host, virtual box as our virtualization. And Ubuntu as our guest. Brilliant. <laughs> Stick around. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, also, I'm answering your questions live in the chat room, category5.tv, and giving away some more nanodots, I, which you look like you've been having some I, fun this week. I have no idea what you're, you're talking about. You're looking kind of blinged out. You I've are got like some the nano, nano bling. Nano bling. Nano bling. Brilliant. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, oh, look oh, yes. at that. I made that. I made that myself, kids. This is way oh, better than that bedazzler uh, my sister wanted when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? Way better. I see you got your ears pierced as well. I, I don't know if John pierced. can get in there and, mm-hmm. and just kind of show the. I got to say these nano. The, little, the studs. This nano bling. Now it should be noted. I. I oh, it's a little high. In, well, it, I didn't really oh, anticipate. Oh, oh, just oh, move it around. There, there it is. Oh, that hurts like heck. I got to say, I forgot to well, shave you know, again today. I got a dent. I got to tell you, the nano dots are not necessarily designed to be. I thought they were nano bling. Fashion Check out the, apparel. The, the, you know, that looks pretty cool. The bracelet there. Is. Yeah, that's got to be therapeutic in some way. I'm thinking, yeah, my fingers are Super powered magnets. <laughs> Speaking of super powered magnets as jewelry, check out what I got from eBay. Whoa, oh, oh, super powered magnet. There you go. I can just smell the geek rolling off that. Oh. Brilliant. You can even wear this with just a standard dress, dressy kind of shirt with a pocket. You know, it's like the new pocket protector of the 24th century. Well, if you're daring, you could wear it without a pocket. Well, you wouldn't want to do it in in public, necessarily. No. Because I'm not that daring. All right. Brilliant. That was like 10 bucks, free shipping. Can't complain. I'll be happy to send anybody the uh, the info. Justin.tv having trouble again tonight. Okay. Sorry, gang. Uh, switch over to uh, our WMS feed. Cool. And in the meantime, I'll stall everything and move everything over to uh, Ustream. If you guys have the ability to, to check out the Ustream feed, um, actually, do, and give the WMS feed a try, and, and hopefully uh, things will work out for you. Cool, cool. We got lots of questions. You got uh, news coming up in the newsroom. Got news coming up. Do you want to hear what's coming up? You really, you really aren't. You don't have I, to subject yourself. I, I'm to the not pain sure. I, I've got a red dot, but this this is nano blade. There must be a warning on there that says not to be. Well, it says jewelry. not to. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds. Do of not eat. Yes. Do not wear as jewelry. Um. <laughs> I kind of like it. It looks good. Looks good. Um, so coming up in the newsroom, Robbie, we have a story about you know the phrase Google Car no longer refers to only the Wi-Fi stealing panoramic photo machine, but also to a robotic car that drives itself. Um, Two hundred hackers took out Spain's copyright protection website in a pro-BitTorrent campaign. Hmm, that's something. Apple has been ordered to pay 200 million to Robbie and Eric. No, oh. 200 million in patent claims for their cover flow and time machine interface. Hmm. Wow. And Pogo Plug that Pro. That covers all their stuff. That's uh, that's really something. Yeah. I remember John Lennon took exception to the Apple logo. But, uh, Pogo Plug Pro is now available. It's black. It has built-in Wi-Fi, and it's available at Best Buy. So you really ought to stick wow. around for the latest news from the Category 5 TV newsroom. NanoDot said so. <laughs> While he adjusts his ah. jewelry, I'm going uh, oh. to kill the Justin.TV feed tonight because that's having some trouble. And that's going to cause some stuttering in the feed. So those of you who are watching in the uh, feed after the fact, you'll hear some funny kind of elements there on my voice. And I'm going to fire up the Ustream channel. So uh, we'll get that going for you. There, how's that? There, yeah, it's better. My ears feel better. There's a little red dents in them, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yes, really. Um, I'm gonna get a, a link for everybody. So, so you've, you've had the nano dots for a week now. And yeah, but uh, my, my my daughter got a hold of them, so I didn't get to play with them. Seriously? Very much. She have fun? 
Oh, you liked them? Yeah, thought they were pretty cool. Thought they were pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, you know, you can always go to cat5.tv, uh, nanodots. Cat5.tv slash nanodots, yeah. You're right. You are correct. But I'm going to just post in the chat room here for those who are watching live. Uh, get on to category5.tv and uh, join the chat room, and I've just posted a link there for the Ustream channel. Hopefully that's going to work a little better than Justin.tv tonight, and we're going to keep an eye on things over the next couple of weeks, and if, uh, if things keep up, we're going to have to start. Hey, what's going on? Giving some hard times. Not really. <laughs> Provide a great service for free. You can't complain. You got lots of uh, questions. I've got some questions. Out. You want a question? Really? Are yeah. You up for and, a question, John? Uh, and throw your questions into category5.tv. You got some answers? In the chat room? Not me. Okay. Well, this is from uh, Gatorman. Hey, Gatorman. And uh, guess what he did? Well, I'll read it. I installed he ran over the... a gator <laughs> with his hover. No, that was last I did week. that. With, I, I didn't do it. I was with. The, oh, the, the story changes. You didn't actually. I was you in the hovercraft on the hover. Oh, you were yeah. in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Good, good. Sorry, Gatorman. I wasn't we actually got... driving. Sorry. We digress. Um, <laughs> it was wet enough. It didn't probably hurt him too badly. Oh, good. I installed the 10.10 RC, and when the final release came okay. out, I tried to update, but had a repository problem. I decided to do a clean install, want to have only a single partition for the 10.10, and not create another one when I do the install. How can I make the clean install replace the RC partition for the OS? I do not want to use the erase and use the entire disk option, since I have Linux Mint on the machine and want to retain it. All right. Now, there you go. I'd have to kind of, I'd have to kind of walk you through, uh, just because I don't have a, a system with that kind of configuration up on uh, on my system. But just build one. Just build one like that. We'll install Windows on a partition and do a dual boot, and then we'll do an upgrade on your. We'll your see you in a couple hours. That dudes. might take some time. <laughs> Uh, so here's here's the thing. Uh, what you'd want to do is uh, get when you're going through the installation procedure, go through the advanced uh, custom, like being able to customly uh, do the the customly. Uh, yeah, customly like the, the partitioning. Cust you can customly do custom that. advanced partitioning. When you go in there, you'll see your existing partitions. You'll see one of them is called swap, and that's fine. You'll see another one called uh, whatever it is, ext4 maybe, uh, and it'll be. Um, that's your Linux. You'll see one. One. You've got three partitions. One is your other one, right? Whatever other operating system. You see swap, and you'll see your Linux partition. So highlight the Linux one. Okay. So highlight the highlight the Linux one, and bring up config. I believe it is for that partition. If you highlight it, hit config or details or something like that, without having it in front of me. And once that's up, you'll be able to. Set it to ext4, and then change the mount point, which is currently going to be blank. Make it slash, and it'll be the first option in the pull down. And what that will do is it will mount that partition as your your home, uh, or not your home, but your home, your top level mount point. So then you'll be able to install, and it'll keep everything on the other partition just as it is. Always keep a, a good backup when you're doing that kind of thing. Okay, and uh, let me know how it goes. But that should uh, that should get you there. Okay, and I'm still trying to get. I'm going to try to get UStream up on the front page of Category5.tv here. You got more for us? Oh, actually, uh, somebody's using up all our bandwidth here, and I'm uh, having trouble retrieving any messages right this second. Really? Uh, really. Mm. And you know what that is? What would you bring up? Oh, you're double clicking and bringing up all no, this. No, 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 no. That that was after. I thought oh. I'd try that. Okay. Okay. Well. Just see. highlight it, and it brings it up in the little preview pane. Yes, we know that. See, and I'll show you what it did. It did that. Yeah, you got to wait for it. It's IMAP. But it took a long time. It did. And I got impatient. Of course. So you started You're kind of hard to get along with today, I'm aren't terrible you? to get you along with. You are. Okay, no arguing on this. Positively. Uh, you know, I'm not going to let you play with an Anabus. I'm just going to You know dox. what I did? I was rushed, 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 and uh, Ubuntu 10.10 .10 came out. I, I put it on your system for you. So now we've got uh, we've got evolution on there running IMAP, right. and it does it functions a little differently than Thunderbird did, doesn't it? It certainly does. But as long as you're patient enough with it, and it works good, but I, I got to admit we are milking a little bit of bandwidth. Okay, well, you got a question there. Amakai Rotman's got a fairly yeah, okay. uh, fairly simple question here, I think. Hi, Robbie. 
I remember a while back you mentioned the upcoming release of a Category 5.TV desktop oh, app. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Some app I can run and watch your show, search episodes, and so on. Where can I get it? Thanks so much. The desktop player uh, is HTML5, and we were planning to switch everything over to Ogvorbis, Ogfiora, I should say, and get everything moved over. We ran into some really big snags that, that halted production on the software, um, which is still intended to be released, but unfortunately, because of the way that it falls, uh, with, with it having to be halted as far as production goes, and then with us launching our new website uh, in January, um, that's taking up all of our development time. So. Um, unfortunately, we don't have the resources to fund, uh, like to actually hire some programmers to push things along. So it's really, it's kind of like just me kind of coding stuff uh, on my weekends and stuff. So that said, I, I really ran out of time for the for the desktop player with the problems that we ran into. It wasn't working with Ogtheora, and uh, I was displeased about that because I was really hoping to go open. Um, so we're looking at whether we can fix those problems or whether we need to switch back to Flash, what needs to be done. So unfortunately, it's not currently available to the public. There are hidden betas and stuff that, uh, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Robbie Ferguson, uh, on occasion I will post links uh, to uh, either working demos or screenshots at least uh, so that you can get a good look at, at uh, how the development process is, is coming. Uh, but as it is, it, it will probably be launching after the new website, and it will be a feature that's included uh, as part of the new website. So uh, keep watching for it. I do intend to bring that out. So. Okay. We have a question here from Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey, Robbie. Hey. Do you know of an easy way to enable speech recognition on Linux? Mm. More specifically, to work with OpenOffice. I have found that I am far more productive using it in Windows as my written grammar seems to be troublesome. When I speak, I am able to write much more intellectual sounding work using speech recognition. Thanks, Andy. It's a big question and it's and it's a tough one because uh, Windows has been doing it for like Windows software, stuff like Dragon Dictate, it's been out for <laughs> it's been out for so long. Like they've been they had that stuff out when I was a kid. I'd so, probably get fired from the TV station for using Dragon Dictate. Really? He'd walk around with his microphone, and he'd use his loud voice, and he was walking oh, around with... Well, you can't do that, Andy. <laughs> ...a group of people, so, you know. That kind of is not the purpose. But the, the, that's the word that you're looking for, is dictation, uh, when it comes to um, speech recognition and converting te uh, speech to text. Um, Dragon Dictate, of course, can, uh, in some cases, be run under Wine, uh, but it's a commercial application. What is there for Linux? Anybody in the chat room, if you have a good solution, please post it in the chat room, category5.tv, or on Freenode, uh, our chat room is category5. I'm just doing a quick search here for dictation on Linux. Um, and it's going to be a, you know, a topic that is going to have a lot of questions, more, probably more questions than answers, uh, unfortunately. But Andy, you could, you could run that, that uh, query, like get into your search engine and and type dictation for Linux and just see what comes up. Um, I'm seeing that linuxforums.org comes up first on Google with a thread about that very thing, voice transcription or dictation on Linux. And uh, yeah, if it loads up. I don't personally know. You're, you're just having a good old time am, over there, aren't you? I am not giving these back. Uh oh, okay. I've ruined everything. They are kind of, it, you know, there is a warning about them being addictive. Is there? There is. I, I didn't read it before I handed them to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I think, I think I'm done. Hmm. Yeah, definitely got here. yeah, we most likely do. Um, Brilliant. Isn't it lovely when the broadcasters have bandwidth issues? So bear with us, everybody. I hope that, uh, that things are working out for the feed itself. Yeah. Let me know. Are things working through Ustream okay? And I'm clicking, uh, I'm just doing the search for Andy here just to see if, if I can come across any kind of suggestions. But um, 
it may be a situation where you might just you know do do the search yourself dictation for Linux and uh, there are a lot of results but the first several that come up are that very question what is the current state of dictation on Linux uh, and possibly using Windows applications through uh, something like wine or even VirtualBox may be a solution for you um, but if there's something out there I'd love to know about it if there's something that's native to Linux unfortunately I don't personally know of one but that's not a tool that I've really used in a long time. Okay. I use well. dictate. I use drag and dictate in high school, kind of as an experimentation, like just to try it, eh? Like, because I wanted to see what it was like, and it was the newest wow. kind of thing. I, I was. Start, I was. When I started really high school. Guy. I wasn't allowed to use a calculator the first year. Well, yeah. Okay. But it was. It was like. Uh, well, that's all they had when you were in high school. Hey. When I was in high school, they didn't have calculators. My brother had a slide <laughs> rule. <laughs> But you weren't allowed to use that on an exam. <laughs> they had calculators when you were in high school? Wow. <laughs> That's advanced tech. I remember computer science class. We had one computer in, in this fair city of ours, and it was at a different high school. We'd fill out a box of these Fortran cards and send it off. And, <laughs> and Sir, what's this invalid uh, parameters? <clears throat> Eric, it's invalid. Hey, Corey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry I don't have a suggestion for you, Andy. But do do give it that search. I think knowing the uh, knowing the terms are gonna are gonna help you. You don't have the chat up. I'm. Having... You, can, you can tell me these things, do you? Well, you know, I could tell you that, but uh... okay. There this is go. what happens when when uh, Robbie reinstalls everything on you. It, it, and you go to click on chat. It's room who and it's moved not my there. cheese? Is what the, the question is. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, because yeah. I, I saw Jot was saying something to me there, but I did not get to see what it I was, was. I was soon going to ask you, why aren't you asking these questions from the chat room? So type slash join, that's how you get on IRC. Space, and the pound or hash. Cross hash. Category five. Everybody say greets to Eric as he hits enter. There you go. So you can just. Close the server connection there. Close ChanServe. Close BuddyList. What, 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 what? He's, he's getting around. He's getting around here. What am I closing here? I don't know. I'm closing that one? Yep. All right. That's the server. ChanServe is uh, the channel server, I guess. IRC guy. It's a bot. And then you can close the BuddyList up there, and that'll keep your desktop looking clean. You think I can, eh? Yeah. The X. Oh, there we go. Oh, even put the X on the wrong side. They moved it over. Just so on the left you. side instead of the right side. Just to want to be Mac. It's yeah. people wondering where things are at with you and Twitter. Well, you know we what? Got I forgot to sign in the last couple of we days. We got a couple of messages from you the first couple of days. And then I fell off. And I, I was happened? busy. I was making Thanksgiving dinners. I was playing hockey a little yeah. bit. I okay. You realize it's only, it's only 140 characters. Okay. It doesn't take a lot of time. <laughs> Everybody wants to uh, say hi to Eric. It's uh, Kid Eric with two Ds on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Cool. All right. As he, uh, Are we it, having fun yet? You're getting there. I have not... Uh, what's the status of five with Maverick Meerkat? Okay. Sorry, what's that? Well, good guy had a question. Yeah. What is the status of Perfect Ubuntu with Ubuntu 5 with Maverick Meerkat? Um, the status, 5.3, which you can download af off of uh, perfectbuntu.category5.tv. Uh, but if you're running uh, 5.2 or before, you, you need to download the executable again. So that's all on the website, perfectbuntu.category5.tv. Some stuff may still, you know, because... Uh, repositories are still going to be uh, becoming uh, available, so some things may or may not work. Uh, but testing is going to be going on over the next couple of weeks as uh, as you know more and more updates are added to uh, 10.10, and we'll try to stay on top of that as well. So, my opinions of 10.10 so far, I would say uh, it seems to be a little bit zippier. You'd, you'd probably know, you're I'm, running I'm not there. experiencing the zippy. Yeah. Well, the, our our internet's lagging, but yeah. that's not so much the operating system itself. Like when you're executing stuff, it's actually it's it's doing all right. They they've tried to do some things to to 
streamline the interface. I'm not too sure that I like it. Like even right away, I'm seeing like this this shrunken down scroll bars and things like that. I don't really like that, and some of the beautifications that they've done. But it may just take some getting used to. That may be all it is, because you know, anytime they change something, it's it's uh, you know, it takes some getting used to. But that said, out of the box, seems pretty good. The installer is definitely getting better. One of the uh, key things that I noticed about the Ubuntu installer this time around is, and they may have had this before, but I really noticed it this time, is the multitasking installer. So as I'm answering questions, it's copying files to my hard drive. So that makes a big difference in the perceived speed of the install. So we're going to be looking at that just after the news tonight. So. Yeah, it looks, it looks good so far. We're going to be uh, taking a closer look over the next couple of weeks, and certainly we're going to be looking at some of the applications that come with uh, the new version of Ubuntu as well. So. Okay, well I'm almost here. almost here. You're getting there. Keep You're there. Up. You're there. I even in tweeted the chat. everybody. Tweeted everybody? I think. Twitter.com slash Kid Eric. That's this guy. Yeah. Hey. Good guys mentioning that the paid app store for Ubuntu is not quite ready yet with only one codec for sale. Well, so power sales it is, on that one it's, codec. Well, they probably it's probably booming. It's it's one of those things with Ubuntu. Usually, I th I find the first few weeks you're you're really waiting. I haven't I don't even bother with the release candidates anymore, really, to be honest, because there there's always still stuff to be worked out and ironed out even after the uh, the final release. So I'm kind of giving it a couple of weeks to to really see where things are at at that point. We're getting you know even out of the box. You know, day one, day two, we're already getting updates. So. It's a good thing. I like the way that they uh, keep on top of it, but we're going to see some stuff over the next, you know, stability and compatibility fixes over the next little while. Well, I think we should hit the news. Or you got, well, you've got a question. You're retrieving. I thought I was retrieving a question. Yeah. How long has it been retrieving for? Oh, I just uh, clicked on that. All right. Could be fewer than five minutes, I think. No. <laughs> well, why don't we go and take a? Yeah, let's take a quick look here, if I may. What I'm going to do, <clears throat> he's using Evolution here, and uh, it's kind of forced to IMAP, which which can be perceived as fairly slow because you're downloading the email when you <clears throat> when you click on yeah. it. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to turn off local synchronization and hope that that will... Can you hold in your left alt key for me? Just so I can move that? Thanks. You can let go now. All right. <laughs> you can see all the things that I'm clicking on here. It's astounding. Not really. <laughs> You're something else, dude. Hey, I said I could play with them. Yeah. There's one there you go. See if that's any faster. Oh. If that's any faster. Yeah, right? Okay. Well, it looks good so far. Okay. Let's see what we have here. Okay. Okay, I can't. But we've already talked about perfect Ubuntu, haven't we? Yeah, so a little let's... bit. Okay, so now it's loading. All okay. Right. So I disabled the uh, local folder syndicate syndication synchronization uh, in the settings for evolution. That seems to have sped it up a little bit, because eh? it's not downloading all the subfolders. Yes, it does seem way way better. So if you're using evolution, there could be a possible fix for you. Hey, well, let's see. Here's here's one from Greg. Hey, Greg. Um, and he watched episode 44 recently. Wow. That's a while back. That sure is. And uh, where you did a feature on Handbrake. Just wondering if you are using anything new to rip DVDs. Yeah. And you'll be surprised what it's, uh, what it's called. We we went through this conversation, didn't we? Uh, we did. We, we talked did. about all kinds of stuff. And from... uh, what's the program to rip DVDs? DVD Rip does a fabulous yes. job. It's available through Perfect. You, you are a tinkerer. I I give the guy the pen with the clacker and hey, the nano dots. It's I, amazing. I did not play with the CD out, or John. hit your cup once yet. Thanks, sir. And I haven't said cool beans. Um, you have not. I didn't see Hillary in the chat room either. DVD Rip is an excellent application. I don't think I've got it installed on my on my notebook here. Let's just double check. Oh, I do too. It's, it comes up like DVD colon colon rip. 
That's the name of the application. So really, really simple, easy to use. Uh, all you have to do, once you've installed it, it's installable through uh, either Synaptic Package Manager or if you use PerfectBuntu, perfectbuntu.category5.tv, you can get it that way. Um, all you need to do is just create a new project once you get started and, uh, and basically give your project a, a name, go through the, the steps. It goes step by step. Give it a name, rip the title to your hard drive, clip and zoom if you want to, work on subtotal, uh, subtitles, transcode the data, and, uh, and then you can look at the log. But it does everything for you, so it's a great application. DVD colon colon rip, which you'll find uh, if you search through Synaptic just for DVD space rip. Um, that's the one that I use. And Mitchell has a question. Warcow just mentioning that Handbrake oh. is still uh, pretty good. Canine Copy is good as well. Um, certainly. Handbrake, I think, though, uh, since they pulled a lot of uh, the feature set, I guess it's not quite as good as it used to be. <clears throat> yes, it is, Corey. Um, yeah, okay, sorry, you had oh, okay. a well, comment there. Well, Mitchell has a question. And, hey, Robbie, I've heard a few questions over the past few weeks about Grub2. I and one of my friends had an experience after upgrading to 10.04 that it didn't add our Vista or our Win 7 partition to the mm. Grub 2 menu. After a few weeks of trial and error, I found how to add missing items to the Grub 2 menu, and I have a short illustrated article on my blog about how I did it. Oh, cool. Oh, feel free to share with others or use in a future segment. Okay, great. Thanks, Mitchell. What we'll do is... I am uh, not reading that. Well, no, it's, no. A, long, it's a long one, <laughs> but uh, what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll just take a quick look at that just to make sure it's good. And, uh, and uh, so if you're watching this and you're interested in that, if you've got a problem with Grub2, uh, check our show notes for episode number 160, and I'll have a link there for, uh, for Mitchell's blog. All right? There you go. Cool. Ready for the news? Uh, we're perilously close to being ready for the news. <laughs> All right. It's that time already. It is. Wow. It's that time. Driving eight hours to visit family this past Thanksgiving weekend, Robbie had a great idea. Invent a car that drives itself so you can just sit back and dream of turkey dinners. Upon returning home, he was frustrated to find that Google had the same thought and had already put a few dollars into its development. Very At least Robbie and Google agreed on two major points. One, it has to drive itself, and two, it should be a Toyota. The only thing that makes Robbie's car better is that it would have looked like a shuttlecraft from Star Trek. But Google one-upped Robbie by making their car actually real. <clears throat> Sebastian Thrun from... Did I say that correctly? Probably. Sebastian from Google says, Our goal is to help prevent traffic accidents, free up people's time, and reduce carbon emissions by fundamentally changing car use. Google has seven test vehicles driving around California. Built from the Toyota Prius, Google has added their own artificial intelligence with video cameras mounted on the roof, plus radar and laser sights which monitor traffic and potential hazards at all times. For safety and legal sake, the current model allows a human driver to take over at any time, but so far the tests have been successful. Google says their cars have driven more than a thousand miles without any need of human intervention. Hmm. Category 5.tv estimates the Google car to be in beta for around 10 years in order to protect Google's reputation should there be any crashes. <laughs> okay, to Spain. Spain's copyright protection organization came under attack by hackers on Thursday as part of the latest move in a high-profile campaign against organizations trying to bully file sharers. A denial-of-service attack was launched at midnight, which and crashed the organization's website before its official launch. The group of around 200 people are running their attack in response to legal threats towards BitTorrent tracker sites such as the Pirate Bay as well as individual file shares. Louise Corrins, technical director of PandaLabs, says, with the way things are progressing now, it will be no surprise to see cyber protests managed country by country with targeting various copyright protection associations. The attackers involved claim that their actions are justified. Apple has been ordered to pay more than $200 million to Mirror Worlds, 
LLC after having lost a patent infringement case brought by the company. Apple was found to be in violation of Mirror World's document streaming patents, which Apple allegedly used in its implementation of CoverFlow and Time Machine. A federal jury in eastern Texas agreed with Mirror Worlds on three of their four claims for patent infringement. And according to Bloomberg, Mirror Worlds founder David Gellertner said he was tremendously grateful to his lawyers for their performance. Tremendously grateful with $208.5 million. Thank, thank you very much, sir. I would be grateful for $208. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Cloud Engines Inc. released their Pogo Plug. Pro device today, not to be mistaken for their earlier release, the Pogo Plug Biz. The latest version of the Pogo Plug includes all the great file sharing features of its predecessor with the addition of built in Wi Fi and a new look. Pogo Plug allows users to easily and securely access, share, and stream their personal content from anywhere without uploading. Content remains safely on USB hard drives connected to the Pogo Plug device in at home or in the office and those files become available from any internet-enabled device including iPhone, Android, iPad, Blackberry, and Palm. Ross Rubin, Executive Director of Industry Analysis at the NPD Group, says PogoPlug is a great option for those who want to quickly and securely share personal files over the internet. With the addition of the Wi-Fi feature, owners of the PogoPlug Pro can place the device anywhere in their home without having to physically connect it to their router. Pogo Plug Pro is available today in Best Buy stores and online for $99. Is that U.S. or Canadian? U.S. Or pounds? Or euros? It's pretty much on par these days as far as the Canadian versus U.S. Well, I don't know. Anyway, you can get these full stories at the Category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category5.tv newsroom is researched by... Roy W. Nash with contributions from Gadget Wisdom Guru, <coughs> Becca Ferguson, and our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at category5.tv. So there. Agamotto saying, that's sweet, but I wouldn't want to go to Best Buy to buy it. Oh. But I think the thing is, is that it's cool that it's getting its way into retail. Yeah. But... No matter where you buy it, make sure you somehow get a hold of the company. I don't know if they have a tech support line, or you can pop them an email off pogoplug.com, I'm sure. Just let them know that you heard about it here at category5.tv. Uh, they don't fund anything with the show, but, uh, like, uh, I don't know, it's a great product. I know that uh, they've been on the show a few times, and, and we, uh, we highly recommend it. Absolutely. I use it all the time for off-site backups and stuff, and it's fantastic. So... Make sure you let them know that you heard about it here at Category5.tv. We've got some more nanodots to give away in just a little bit. <laughs> we need to work on the signals here. The director over here is... Uh, Actually, I thought he was the third base you're, coach. You're not Eric. You're not Eric. Quick, switch it. We need to get him like a... There. All right. <clears throat> I figured it out. Took some time, and I had to actually say it verbally, but uh, it's all good. <clears throat> Jod, unfortunately, has been removed from the draw tonight. Uh, it's been disqualified. And how is that? Because well, he Why? won last week. Oh, that's oh. correct. Couldn't give Jod all the prizes. You know, well, Jod's, uh, Jod's doing pretty good. <laughs> oh. So stick around. We're going to be giving away some nanodots. I'm not giving these away. Category 5 Technology TV is brought to you in part by Planet Calypso. You can download the free game at cat5.tv slash calypso. I thought Jot was taking me for a hovercraft ride. Took me for one. Where were you? I was... Maybe I was... <laughs> You're making some turkey. I was too busy to go in a hovercraft. You know, we could give Jot all the prizes. I think we could. We do. Oh, okay. Seems to be the, the stereotype uh, surrounding <laughs> Jot in the, in the chat room here. Dude, seriously... <laughs> they aren't addictive at all. It's a good thing we don't have a I pressure I don't even zone. like the darn thing. That's it. If we had a PZM on here... Well, wouldn't that be great? Everybody would just... Okay. Put it back in the bag. Put it back in the bag. Let's take a look at... Back uh, in the bag. <laughs> I'm running Oracle uh, VM VirtualBox. Oracle, of course, bought out Sun Microsystems and uh, put their name all over the products that, uh, that Sun has developed. Uh, but they have introduced some cool features in VirtualBox, I have to say. 
Okay. Multiple monitor support is a huge big deal for a virtualization uh, or a yeah. virtual machine. Yeah. On one monitor where I'm playing. Yeah. Usually you've got the host, you've mm -hmm. got the guest. If you have two monitors, you maybe have it set up so your host is on one monitor, your guest is on the other. So let's say you've got Ubuntu and, and Windows. One on each screen, but only one computer. That's cool. Now with uh, some of the new features that have been tr introduced, and it's not too new, it's been a couple of months, but uh, multi-monitor support up to eight monitors in a virtual machine. So you're able to actually put multiple virtual screens from the same virtual machine. Virtual screens. Well, like say I've got two monitors. I could have Windows XP, Windows XP, and these would actually be the same virtual machine. Okay. Right? Just like as if I had Windows as the host. So, so that's cool. What I'm going to do tonight, though, is uh, now I've got Ubuntu um, 10.04 as my host, and I'm going to install Ubuntu 10.10 as my guest. So we've got uh, VirtualBox up on the screen. VirtualBox, of course, you can download it for free, virtualbox.org. If you want USB and SATA support, make sure you get the uh, non-free version. Uh, OSE is uh, open source edition. That will, uh, that will restrict some of the feature set because of uh, patents and, and uh, the non-free nature of some of those things. So um, if, you, if you want free as an open source, you'll need to get the OSE. If you don't mind having some proprietary stuff built into the software, you can get the non-free version off of the website, virtualbox.org. Or you can install it with Perfect Ubuntu as well, and that's going to give you those additional things like USB 2.0 native support in your virtual machines. So could be very important to you. Uh, and like I say, SATA as well, uh, being able to virtualize an SATA controller that can be important and lots faster than IDE. So I've got VirtualBox installed, nice and easy, and I'm going to just create a new virtual machine. So we're just going to go next. I'm going to call this. Uh, Maverick. And we're going to go Linux, Ubuntu, and it gives you all these different options. We're just basically telling it what are we going to be installing. And this does nothing more than just pre-configure your computer, your virtual computer, uh, to run the operating system that you've told it you're going to be installing. I'm just going to go next. I'm going to create an... Four megabytes? What? I created uh, 512 megabytes of virtual RAM. So this is telling me that because I selected Ubuntu, it's actually selected kind of the default options to, to run an Ubuntu virtual machine. So if I wanted to go bigger than that, I could, as long as I have at least double that in my system. So with, with specifying 512 megabytes of virtual machine RAM, I'm basically saying I've got at least two gigabytes in my system because I don't want to push the 50% threshold of what my system's capable of doing because the host operating system always needs to have more RAM available to it than your virtual machine because otherwise you're doing something in the virtual machine and suddenly the whole computer locks up because you've tried to use too much RAM and you don't physically have that RAM or it starts swapping uh, data from RAM to your hard drive which will hugely degrade the performance. So I'm saying 512 megabytes because that's what it's recommending and that's fine for this case but if it's a production environment, you might have 8 gigs of RAM in your computer, and you might want to go a little bit bigger. Create a new hard disk is what I'm going to do. And remember that this is all virtual hardware. Welcome to the Create New Virtual Disk Wizard. I'm going to go next. What do I want? Dynamically expanding storage or a fixed-sized storage? Dynamically expanding means that it's going to start at the size of the data that's contained within that drive. So even if you create an 80 gigabyte hard drive, it's only going to take up, say, one gigabyte on your hard drive, on your actual physical hard drive, because you've only installed that much. But then as soon as you install, you know, say you install a four gigabyte game into that virtual machine or something, just to use the example, then all of a sudden you've got five gigs, so the, the file grows on your actual physical hard drive. But the guest, still sees it, the guest being whatever uh, virtual operating system you're installing, still sees it as an 80 gig hard drive, regardless of how much space it's actually taking up. Fixed size storage means that it's going to actually allocate all of the space that you say you want now. Advantages to that is better performance, as well as you don't have to worry so much about, whoops, I've filled up my virtual machine hard drive, or I've grown my virtual machine hard drive so much that it's 
surpassed the capacity yeah. of my host, in which case it could crash the system because you've run out of space on your host. So dynamically expanding is good if you've got a lot of space, fairly good amount of processing power because it does uh, have higher uh, resource requirements than fixed size storage. Um, but in the case of a residential system, usually dynamically expanding is going to work just fine in a server environment or if you're using it for anything that requires any amount of performance beyond what would normally be expected, I, I would go with fixed sized. I'm going to go with dynamic. Is this a uh, John McCain reference? What's that? Maverick. That's uh, <laughs> the Maverick Meerkat. Okay. The 10.10 uh, the of Ubuntu. If you have any questions, uh, Eric is watching the chat room, category5.tv. Yeah? That was that <laughs> No, was I was watching you, actually. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's cool. You can watch both. So how much space do you need on your computer? Uh, again, this you don't want to exceed how much space is actually physically available on your host. I, according to this, could go up to 2 terabytes. I only have maybe 250 gigabytes. So I don't know what would happen if I tried. It would probably just say I don't have that amount of space. But you want to make sure that this is never going to grow to the point where it's going to surpass the amount of space that you physically have in your computer. So in this case, I would say that it's going to be safe to say, OK, well, I'll take about 20 gigs. doesn't have to be exact. And I'm going to go next. And it tells me what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a dynamically expanding disk. It's going to be 20.13 gigs. If the above is correct, press Finish. So I've done that, it's ready to go, and I click Finish. So it's created my virtual machine. I've got all this virtual hardware, including an ICH AC97 integrated audio card, which is virtualized. It's given me a, a fake Intel Pro uh, 1 gigabit network adapter, for example. So all that hardware, again, is virtual. It's not real hardware. It's been virtualized into this, in, into this computer. So Next step is we need to have the Ubuntu uh, ISO image, of course. I'm going to get that from Ubuntu.com. You can do that first if you like, um, so that the download is already here. Uh, I have already downloaded it. And uh, again, that's Ubuntu.com. It's spelled U-B-U-N-T-U.com. And you can just click Boom, on... Ubuntu. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to download Ubuntu. Because we're doing this in a virtual machine, I'm going to go with a 32-bit version. But if you're doing this native, you may have the power and the processor ability to go with 64-bit, in which case you should if you have that ability. Uh, check your specs on your computer to see if you do have that ability. And uh, we can just start downloading that file. That's going to give us what's called an ISO file. It's, a, it's an exact copy of the disk itself. You can burn that disk if you're going to be actually creating a, a real disk to install onto a, a real computer. In this case, because we're doing a virtual machine, I don't actually need to do that. So in VirtualBox, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start from scratch here. I'm just going to wipe out some of the uh, ISO images that I already have, just so that you can see what this is going to look like. Because I've already loaded this. Okay, so download uh, the. Let's see. Just one sec here. I'll go and click on the wrong thing. I got some distractions upstairs, did, have I? Did you just uh, you shut down your. No, no. Oh. I just accidentally purged the wrong file. It's all good. Might need to re add that hard drive. Here we go. CDs. Okay. And if you have any questions, this is Category 5 Technology TV. We welcome you to join us in the chat room, Category5.tv. All right. So uh, we're. You have one there? No, I was just wondering if that reference about dropping something on the floor and cracking it had anything to do with my might uh, have clone to do with Zilla you. CD might have to do with episode. You. For sure. Okay. Thanks, MMD Murphy. What I was doing here was just clearing out my, my uh, CD ISOs just so you can see what this looks like from scratch because I've already installed Fedora on Kubuntu. So if I go to File now and Virtual Media Manager, 
Okay. And then I can go to CD DVD images. This is how it will look out of the box. You're going to have none. And then I want to add what I've downloaded. So I can go to my downloads folder and I'm going to grab the i386 file is the 32-bit. Uh, and this is the desktop edition, not the server edition. So now I've brought that in and it's basically telling this virtual computer that it now has this disk in the drive even though there is no CD drive. It's all virtual and there's no CD. It's an ISO file. So I've added that and now I'm going to double click on Maverick and that's going to launch that virtual machine. Okay, you can run, uh, check what it, what it tells me here. lead to the corruption of a virtual disk under these conditions. Well, we want to make sure that we get around that. So this, this error here that I've got says the host I.O. cache for at least one of the controllers is disabled. Okay. Okay, so let's fix that. So this isn't a virtual setting at this point. Oh, it absolutely real. is. Everything's oh, is? virtual. Okay. All this hardware is is not in existence, right? So I'm just going to right-click on my machine, go Settings, go to my Storage Controller, SATA Controller, and turn on... Uh, this is what it's telling me to do. Use Host I.O. Cache. All right, I'm going to do that and see if that eliminates that error. It's gone. Okay. No bootable medium found. Make sure that it's got that device, so I'm clicking on Devices, CD, DVD, and clicking on Ubuntu 10.10 .10 Desktop i386, and I'll try to reboot. Notice again, I'm, I'm rebooting the computer by going Machine Reset. I'm not resetting my real computer, I'm re resetting the, the virtual machine, which now detects the CD because I've added it using Very Devices, cool. CD, DVD. So basically what I've done is I've made it think that I've inserted this disk into this computer, which doesn't actually exist. It's a virtual machine. With virtualization technology, of course, you can use it for so many different things, be it uh, being able to run multiple different types of operating systems like we're doing here. Um, as the example was earlier tonight, being able to run different types of operating systems. Say you've got some Windows applications that you still need to be able to access. You're not able to run them in Linux, for example, so you install a virtual machine with Windows in it, and yes. you're able to, to do that. So. Cool. So this is booting right up to Ubuntu 10.10. .10. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. Eric's here with me. If you could maybe hey, just folks. pan out there and get some Eric in the shot. I'm here, too. He's here? I'm here, and I've stopped playing with the nano dots, although it's, they it's tough, are speaking to me. They, they, they well, we're going to be giving some away in about five really minutes. Cool. Yeah. Give it about five minutes. And we'll five be, minutes? Yeah. yeah. And I get to take them home? Oh, and yeah, no. you take them for the week. <laughs> sure. Here we go. We're booting up. Uh, it boots up really, really nice and quick. Here. Okay. So the first thing that uh, Ubuntu is going to ask us is, what do you want to do? It's detected my wired connection, which I don't have. It's actually wireless here. <laughs> so in order to blow it up full screen, what I've done is I've hit con my right control key and the F button on my keyboard. That's your full screen. And now it asks me, okay, here we go. What do you want to do? Do you want to try Ubuntu, which is cool if you've never used it before, and you want to just give it a go, see how it works on your system, make sure that it detects all your hardware without actually committing to install it. Or if you're ready, go install Ubuntu. And that'll take you right through the process of actually installing the operating system. Um, so f one of the neat things that have come along since the most recent versions of Ubuntu and, and especially with Meerkat is this screen here. What do you want to install in addition to what's included uh. with Ubuntu? And here you see that they've actually provided a, a way out of the box to install some of those third-party tools. That was that a virtual normally box though, right? No, this is all <laughs> virtual... VirtualBox is the virtualization tool. Are you, are you being sarcastic? Being, you said right out of the box, and I said that was a virtual box. Sorry. Ignore the... I'm the pretty sure you downloaded the thing. thing. Yeah. <coughs> so the, what you're getting, though, is you've got like Fluendo, which gives you MP3 support, so you can play your audio files. 
which doesn't sound like anything exceptional, but operating systems out of the box don't usually include that. No. So you've got that. It's now a part of the Ubuntu installer. I've checked off both of those because, hey, you know what? I do want the updates. I do want Flash and MP3, other media, and I want the Fluendo player as well, which may or may not violate um, intellectual property rights depending on where you're located in the world. Of course, being a global show, it's hard to know where you are and what kind of... Uh, situation the patents are there so make sure that you have the legal right to install Fluendo on your system so I've just uh, clicked those and clicked on forward and that's going to go through uh, to the next screen it's detecting hardware it's going to give me the option to partition my hard drive which is the point where uh, you wanted to be at uh, a little bit earlier we had a question about the partitioner okay. so. so here's the question how do you want to allocate your drive space in this case now I've never actually set up another operating system on the drive so it's not giving me the option to you know run it alongside of another operating system because I don't have another operating oh. system installed this is my virtual hard drive remember so do I want to erase and use the entire disk if this is the only thing you want to have on your hard drive and you've got a backup of the files that are there that's probably the option that you want to go with however uh, the option is also there to specify partitions manually if you'd like to configure them that's the one that you would select if you had the the situation that we had earlier the question that came in about uh, about being able to overwrite the release candidate without overwriting the other partition. Right. That's the one you would choose. So I'm going to erase and use the entire disk. And I'm just going to go forward. It gives you the option of, you know, if you've got multiple hard disks, you can pull that down. I'm just going to, I've only got the one. And I'm going to go install now. And it's quite a nice install. And that's just the virtual 21 point whatever. That's the, that virtual hard drive that I did. Created. Now, if you want to install Ubuntu on your actual physical computer, the steps are exactly the same. Just omit any of the VirtualBox steps. Okay. Right? Because what you're seeing here is not something that Ubuntu has set up to install a virtual machine. This is We're doing this in a virtual machine. This is what I was talking about multitasking the installer. It's creating the file system. It's starting to calculate files to, to, to skip copy, copying files. But meanwhile, it's asking me, where am I? What time zone am I in? This is practical to me. Rainy River. Well, it's better than Anybody Tijuana. from Rainy River out there in the chat room? Not that it's better than Tijuana. I mean, it's a better guess than Tijuana. Um, so I'm, I've typed in to Toronto, and I'm going to click Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It puts the marker where I am, and then I can go forward. But you see that this multitasking is still copying files as, as I'm doing this other stuff. So it's more productive as far as the installation procedure goes. Yeah. It's getting stuff done while it's waiting for me to answer a question. Because if you'd gone up to make me another coffee, which you didn't. I'm sorry. Um, it would have waited for it. Type you, of keyboard. Regular, I'm uh, going with a USA keyboard. If you use an international keyboard with special keys, you want to select the right one. But see, it's still copying files. Mm -hmm. It's still going. And it's, that's exactly right. I don't know if you've ever installed Windows XP. XP. Your, it, it, perfect waits example. it waits and waits and waits, and you answer three questions and then it asks you ten more. Lots of interaction. Lots of I mean, interaction. It, it is definitely an attended yeah. install. So, but here we are. It's asking me, okay, what do you, what's your name, even while it's still copying files there. So my name is Robbie. It automatically detects now the name of, like the uh, host name, the, the computer uh, manufacturer. Pick a username. I'll go with Robbie. As far as my password goes, doesn't really matter in this case. Just pick something. I'm going to go log in automatically because this is just my own personal computer. Uh, you may, if this is a laptop, you may want to require your password in order to log in. You may even want to encrypt your home folder to protect your data should your laptop get stolen. In this case, this is a virtual machine. I don't need any security in there because there aren't going to be any files in it. And I don't, I'm not concerned about what is going to be contained within that. So I'm just going to go, no problem. We'll just log in automatically. go. Click forward. Cool. No questions in the chat room, eh? That's the final step. That's the final question. Now you see it's given me a slideshow of welcome to Ubuntu. Thank you for choosing Ubuntu 10.10. It's going to tell us about some of the new applications that are coming. That's it. So next prompt is uh, we're all done. Done and done. So well, while that runs, we do have some nanodots to give away, and I know that you're, you're itching to give these like away. like a drum roll? Sorry. No drum roll. Oh, the drum roll was fine. Okay. I didn't. I didn't give you a hard time over the drum roll. 
the sarcasm. <laughs> it was the sarcasm. Hey, Corey wants to know about a quick uh, review of Unity. Well, let's. We've got. We've only got a few minutes here. We've got a draw to to give away now tonight. Um, what I want to do is uh, I want to include those of you who are in the chat room. So I'll give you just a, about thirty seconds. Those of you who want to hop over to the chat room, category five TV, uh, to be able to participate in the draw. Um, certainly, Corey. Yeah, pop me an email live at category five TV. Just we're almost out of time tonight. Um, feel free to. Pop me a question. If you have a question that you couldn't get in tonight, that's the way to do it live at category5.tv. Um, so, all right. Uh, what I was saying is, is that um, I want to give everybody an opportunity. Now, so far, from episode number 156, we've got a handful of people who have submitted their entry to be a part of the nano draw. Nano draw. Are they still in the draw? They're still in the draw, oh, except nice. Jot, of course, who has already won. Um, but from there... Tonight we're doing the draw with the people who had entered that way, but we're also including those who are in the chat room. So good luck to everybody on the uh, draw for nanodots. Here we go. You can play with them now. It's a good. Oh, I can play with them again. Cat5.tv slash nanodots. Turkey out there. Stuff turkey. Time. Uh, oh, look at that. Time yeah. sensitive kind of name. Well, hello. Nice. And I just noticed your name is uh, is actually rotating in the room. That, we haven't added you to the omissions, so no. if you win, this is going to be good. I think that happened once I was doing a draw and I pulled out the ticket. No, it was something. Uh, um, and it was you! Well, it was called a glass turkey. That looks a little bit but suspicious. Yeah. Hey! Is that. Is that a, no, that was just a. It's going, it's a going. Good luck, everybody. This is for a pack of nano dots. You can find out more cat5.tv slash nanodots. Eric's having a good old time. Of course I am. What are you building? I'm just figuring. Go. Are we getting close? We must be. We've got a lot of names there. Oh, check this out. It's kind of fun. What you made? Oh, you're going to have to show the people. Show the people. Well, you better not come up. I I think that would be really fun if I won. But I'll I'll, I'll share them <laughs> with Jot, because no. Here we go, <laughs> Greg in Texas. Greg, oh my! Sorry, I'm sing country songs on this show. Oh, he's from Texas. Uh oh. I hear dropping beads. Uh oh. <laughs> so what what do you got going on? Congratulations, Greg in Texas. Make sure you pop me an email live at category5.tv so that we can uh, send those to you. Make sure you include your real name, your address for, for mail, and uh, any information that would be pertinent to uh, a shipment coming to you, phone number, stuff like that. Yeah. Congratulations. So what do you... What do well, you I had here? a rope made, and then yeah. when I wasn't looking, it started to this coil is kind itself of the fun up. Thing. Yeah. Now I have a... Can you get up here on the... Uh, I can. Now I have a... Well... A round thing. Okay. And don't oh 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 here we go. And an earring. Great. No, dude. <laughs> I sure? saw I saw the way your ears were bleeding. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm taking these ones home, John. So we're still uh, moving along, downloading language packs because I specified that I want everything to uh, to download there. And uh, that is going to be good to go for next week. And uh, next week we're going to be looking at some of the new apps, including a, a new audio multi-track editor that comes with the new oh, Ubuntu, really? so we're going to be checking that out. Uh, so make sure you tune in next Does it week. come with a MIDI interface and all that sort of stuff? Maybe we can <laughs> it's multi-tracking, different thing altogether. Okay. Uh, but you can do recording sessions and stuff like okay. that, you know, so very cool stuff. Um, also, next week we've got a special guest who's going to be joining us and talking about technology behind office uh, organizations, so make sure you check Ooh. that out. That is for episode number 161, and this has been episode number 160 of Category 5 Technology TV. Thanks for joining us this week, and uh, that's all the time we have. That's you it. Can believe it. That's it. Well, thanks for having me, Robbie. Thanks for being here. And here. thank you for joining us, folks. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Tuesday night. See ya.